Yes, sir. You say it sound like Pop Smoke? Yeah, he sound like Pop Smoke. I think it is. Isn't that his song? I was gonna say, I thought it was his song. Yeah, I think he, uh, but he did that song before. Just sample that. It is his song, man. What a uh, Christian artist is Pop Smoke? No, I was actually, uh, I don't know why I was so shocked when I knew that Ye knew, knew him. Yeah. She just know, every, bro, God. I feel like everybody in New York is plugged in with like everybody somehow, some way. I mean, if you, if you outside like that, it wouldn't be hard. I feel like. <laughs> Am I tweaking on like, No, 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 <laughs> no. Everybody I know from New York has like 15K followers. Or that's, like 20K. What's that's up a with fact. That? Except for, shout out to Buster. <laughs> my boy, my boy. Damn, my guy from New York only got. 2K followers. So yeah, that's because they outside. They, yeah, I guess so. I mean, not like that. You Ye, know what I'm saying? Ye has like 24, don't she? Dang, his girl don't got 15K followers. What you trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess what? she not outside. What do you mean by outside? <laughs> she no, just what not, does outside mean? Like, real She's just not making no moves. <laughs> she not, that's I what that means. Mean. So I thought, when I say outside, it can mean networking. You mean like them streets, like them avenues, they on them avenues. The avenues, like literally being outside in the streets and avenues, or the streets? They belong to the boulevards. That's what that means. Like you outside. They, they like belong when somebody, there. When the somebody say I'm outside, like I'm outside. They okay, on the they, sidewalks. What do you mean by belong? Not, not like they're not physically on the streets. They so it's in not high a place traffic of area. It's not a physical street. It's it's more like theoretical. It's, it's like this okay, world hypothetical thing. Yeah, a, um, a cultural street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody that we just said was potentially outsider. Is that, no, I wouldn't say I no. Wouldn't, I wasn't going that far. Wait, <laughs> the wait is crazy. The wait is crazy. <laughs> not now. Not anymore. Yeah. Not, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Not anymore. Praise Red, God. Redeemed. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was God never. Restores. I was never outside. I don't. Bro, you run, bro. You, you run, uh, <laughs> you run Dodge City. Let's be honest with ourselves, bro. You was outside at one point. Damn. I was outside. I was, it was, it was like, I, you know how, like, whenever he you was literally like, outside, let's just clarify. No, 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 no. Nah, nah, yeah, bro. I was literally outside. But literally. you know how, like, when you at a pool. <laughs> he was on the patio, bro. <laughs> nah, that's a perfect way to explain <laughs> it, bro. Said, no, exactly. Board, she jumped off the patio. So, like, okay. you know, like, when you go to a pool, right, and yeah. you don't really want to get. And wet like you want you don't yeah you don't mm-hmm. want to get all the way in so you, you sit on the edge like, you, you sit on the, the edge did you dip the metaphorical toe in dip the metaphor mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i was just never built for it though because i can't i'm the I same way swim. theoretically I, I can swim though but, you but know like in that context i can't swim oh i was not built for that you feel me i'm my picking heart, up God, i'm picking up like what that. you're putting down yeah i was just never built for the streets i did my toe a couple times that sound good that sounds so good it wasn't built for me. <laughs> it wasn't built for you. Yeah. Was it, it your like big toe pool? or your pinky toe? It was my big toe. Okay. Yeah. It was a it was a grown up pool, twelve feet. Oh. Yep. Can you? Uh, when did you learn to swim? Yeah. Uh, it was like sixth grade. Oh, uh, middle school too. Yeah. Did y'all, y'all know how to swim? Yeah, I know how to swim. Um, my brother, who will not be named, is so funny. Every time we go out swimming, bro, has to relearn how to swim. Relearn <laughs> 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 like, this is uh, like the yeah, seventh yeah, time I've seen somebody teach you how to swim, bro. I forgot. <laughs> how do you forget how to swim? For real. Oh, man. it's muscle memory at that point. After you I'm learn. just throwing in one day before he gets his pre-swimming lesson to see what happens. <laughs> no, I feel like I had that conversation recently, and like you know, seems like that stereotype is still there. No, it is for sure. No, that stereotype is not going anywhere. No time soon. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Where does that come from? Oh, I don't know. 
That's a great question. No, I saw uh, one. I saw one Twitter post. I saw one Twitter post, bro. It said black people are the only people that have like a swim party and nobody's in the pool. <laughs> that was like fifty deep, and they were all around. Why is that a fact, bro? I was like, bro, the pool is just there for decoration. Like nobody's in there, bro. Bro, it's hot outside. You going to go swimming? Does not touch the pool. Got the music. It's chilling on the side. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. You have ankle socks on. I'm hating my fault, bro. I'm that's mad. hate. That's hate. Man. I'm sorry, Look bro. Look at these feet. No, you, no, don't actually. Don't take your socks off. <laughs> <laughs> you got slides on those different. You can that's wear ankle hate. socks with slides. That's hate, actually. You can wear ankle socks with slides. Huh? You can wear ankle socks with slides. What did you gain <laughs> from exposing that? I don't know. I just saw his. I saw his. Y'all like, don't have socks on because I'm, I'm probably just going to get comfortable, actually. Shoes. I just saw his ankle out of the corner of my eye. I felt like I should say something. Who would I want to get sponsored by? Hmm. Mm, that's a great that question. Is. John can go first. The Lord. Dang, let me think. <laughs> he said the Lord. <laughs> Dang, I don't know. A lot of possibilities. With this. He might sponsor every day because I actually be in the Word. That's what's um, right? You don't need no other sponsors then. <laughs> <laughs> Your question's answered. <laughs> There's a lot. There would be a lot of we've got good opportunities with this. Yeah, possibilities. Sponsored by Nike. There's not a lot of stuff I wear like that I love. You know what I'm saying? So I guess Clothes. I need like a That's food fair. sponsor then. Yeah, food sponsor would be fire. Would be fire. That's what I'm saying. That would be different. Give me I money actually thought about that to eat and promote y'all. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it'd either be food or a drink. Mm. Low key. There's no brand I'm just that dedicated to where I'm like That's what I'm never I don't ever seen wear yeah, this ever saying, again bro. I'm so you in. wouldn't. I've been thinking about that. You wouldn't sign like like a, a sneaker deal. That's hard, bro. Like a New Balance or like a Puma came to you. Then I could like really only wear that shoe. Then I could really only but wear that shoe. But it'll be your shoe, though. Like, it's your signature shoe. Do I have the fan base to... At this point, we're hypothetically speaking. Okay. Yeah, they're giving you the deal. Obviously. The probably, deal. But I'm just saying, bro, yeah. like, I don't know. I couldn't sign with somebody that's, like, Puma or Under Armour. Shaq? Would you work for him, though? Shaq's is crazy. I would. Yo, no. You remember Shaq. And One? You know I'm yes, actually sir. branding N one for a project because of that exact reason. <laughs> bro, I was yeah, we was in the trenches. Yeah. And one's actually smooth. I got a pair of N one pants, they're actually valid. They're super cool. Yeah. And one shorts. And one shoes. Yeah. And one yeah. socks. <laughs> That's an NPC thing. ASAP Rocky tried to help out with like Under Armour. Really? Yeah, it obviously failed. It didn't, do <laughs> it didn't go nowhere. Oh, no, bro. Steph Curry it look kind of hard, though. No, he does. Yeah, it's a, it's there's exceptions. This definitely came up a lot in the last five years. How do you like New Balances? Yeah, some New Balances. I'm not the. They've been they've some been dad up. shoes are clean. Yeah. They've been some up lately. Like, bro, be been it's up. hit or miss. Very. But no, very on the NPC thing, one thing I think we need to do is what do we talk about the segment that we wanted to do? Oh, um, where we just tell stories of NPCs. Well, we, I don't remember what we was going to call it. Dang, NPC. Uh, it was going to be some NPC sort of like. report. Ah, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. We, that, we just though. told stories like crazy stuff that happened to us. Yeah. Nah, that'd be hilarious. It was like NPCs. I see a bot every bro, day. There's so many NPCs in New York, bro. I see a bot every day. I believe it. <laughs> like, I you'll really see a bot it. in like every corner. It's insane. <laughs> Y'all ever just be talking to somebody and be like, there's no way this is real. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. This can't be real. Yeah, this particular person. Oh, my goodness. Hanging out with over the weekend. Yeah. No, but y'all remember that story? I wish I could record it. I recorded it. Did I tell y'all about Alexa? When she paused in the street? 
That was embarrassing. Was that the NPC moment? That was yeah, yeah, top five. I didn't even want to say top it. five is yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's top ten. It's, it's up, up there, there for like yeah. things that have happened in my life. So Couldn't far. imagine dating an NPC myself personally, but hey, you are the NPC are the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're not dating the NPC. <laughs> you are it, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, that man. got it. That's hilarious. Hold on, well, we can go ahead and tap in. Let's lock in. Let's do it. Now let's tap in. Um. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What are we talking about, sir? What are we talking about? We got to get everybody's drops in. Saint, it's coming Saint soon. John, will you pray for me? It's, it's, it's going to be coming, bro. E, e, e. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You are now but listening yep. to Starks the Artist. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's actually tough. That's actually tough. Then I got to get one. We're going to be we gonna be straight. For real. But no, yeah, let's go ahead this and tap me. in. So look, we here. Let yeah. them know where we at. You can do it this time. Go ahead. Let them know where we at now. <sighs> we in the Ville. Yeah, yeah. We in Nashville. What okay. is it? The six uh six one five six one five. We in the six one five. If you haven't already noticed, it's been kind of going for a while. But we got some special guests with us today. We got some very special, highly guests. requested, highly requested. No, actually, in the last one of the last videos we did. I've been seeing some comments like, yo, like, okay, the real question is, when y'all going to get John and Eric when back? When they coming back? When they and I was like, back. soon. They ain't know what we had in the vault, though. You feel we, what I'm saying? Hey, we got something special for y'all, man. Got something special for y'all. So, look, as you can see, we're been blessed, you know, to have, you know, two two of our brothers yeah. in our presence, you know, to take the time to come on. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Some goats goats here. You feel me? But, um, so, look, we actually got a new segment, uh-huh. right? Because everybody was asking, like, they just wanted one episode. You feel me? They just wanted one more collab. I was like, we got more. We got more plans. You feel me? It's more than that. So, look, we got a new segment that we're introducing to the podcast that we're going to be releasing the last Friday of every single month. As you can see from the title, it's going to be called Asking for a Friend as we're joined, you know, with two new co-hosts added to, like, the just different, you know, collective one we got going on. And essentially, like, the idea behind this is, like, we just wanted to bring, like, just real-life conversations yeah. obviously what we do on our podcast but even going deeper to things that you know you everybody's thinking but like just doesn't want to say it. just doesn't want to say so yeah. it's like the whole idea of it's like uncut like uncensored commentary on all of that right on what everyone's thinking but doesn't want to say so that's why i'm not i'm not asking for me but, but um I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking, but I'm yep. asking for yep. a friend mm-hmm. feel me? so we're gonna be addressing all that every last friday uh of the month, you know, we're going to have different topics and, of course, uh, expanding it throughout the year, you know, even adding some more people that want to come on. So we're going to have group discussions about things that we all dealing with, we all going through that, you know, we may not always bring to the light. The taboo topics, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Market so, calendars. Yeah, market calendars, the last Friday of every month, asking for a friend. I'm actually hyped about this. This is one thing we've been wanting to do for a minute, but, you know, we've been able to finally get it together. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and y'all can go ahead and introduce yourselves. We got, you know. Uh, John, if you want to go first, or Eric, you know Eric's big bro, so yeah, yeah, big bro, you got it. <laughs> no, I'm big bro, so I'll go last. Go ahead. Um, All right, John, that's honor right there. Yeah, that's, that's honor. That's show. honor, bro. But yeah, John, tell tell him a little bit about yourself. There, you know, um, not familiar. You know, my name is Jonathan Diggins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. No, that's crazy. Uh, my, my name is Jonathan Diggs. I go by John. Um, John the Saint on TikTok. Uh, Saint John on Instagram. Y'all have to look at the spelling in the description. But you know, do TikTok serving my church. Um, yeah, I do a lot, honestly. Let them know how old you are. You feel what I'm saying? I'm 21. Okay. What stage of life you in? Like, what you going through right now? You know, give I'm going to graduate in a semester. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm rocking out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Center the Saint. More stuff on the way. Fire. But for now, you can tap into the t-shirts I got there. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, that's John. Eric, talk to me. My name is Eric Diggs. Uh, I'm 23, recent grad from Cornell University, currently an analyst at a startup digital bank called Thread Bank. I uh, also do TikTok content. Follow me there at ES Diggs. Recently started a YouTube channel, or recently started posting more on it. Um, I think that one's like Eric Diggs. Then I got on Facebook Reels as well. So Eric Diggs on there. Also, I got a book out called Live for Christ, Resist Temptation Using the Word of God. If you find yourself in the cycle of sin and you're looking for someone to walk you through how to get free using God's word, then this short book will do that for you. So you can definitely tap in. But I'm definitely excited to be on the podcast with who I would consider my closest friends. And uh, when Darren and Jordan came to me and John about this idea, we both were very excited. And so we look forward to just doing this once a month for you guys. And I hope you guys get blessed by the content that comes out. Yes, Yo, sir. All that's going to be all that's gonna be in the description for y'all. Saying, y'all yeah, you know what it. I mean? So y'all going to be seeing them like every month. Every month. So, you know what I mean? Get, get familiar so get with acclimated. their faces. Yeah, you for know, sure. Go New follow co-host. them on their socials. Hold on, so, hold on. Whoever got my Instagram for John the Saint, bro, I'm going I'm to pay you for like that tag name. I can't get it, bro. You can't get somebody. Oh, got it. Somebody has it. That's, that's why. That's actually, that's sick. I hate what that is. You can have the DM on Is it a new account? Huh? Is it a newer account? I have no clue. Dang. That's yeah. the worst because somebody's got like just different too, but it's just in like it's un- just no nothing. Really. Yeah, they're in it's active. crazy. <coughs> We're gonna have to drop a bag on their head. <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand for the name. <laughs> bag, but no, yeah. So that's John and Eric gonna be a new co-host added to this segment. That I'm really excited about. I think it's gonna really bless a lot of people. Um, and so yeah, but we're gonna get into the topic for today. Let's go. Jordan, you want to introduce this? You got it. I got it. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, week, bro. But no, nah, we're gonna get into today. I felt like it was only right, you know. what I mean, since we're doing like the uncut, uncensored commentary yeah. on all of this, just to get straight into like a topic that everyone deals with that we've talked about once before in an episode we did. It was help. I'm horny, but this yep. was about at this point like a minute ago. Wow. Like yeah, that's one of the first like five. Yeah. Episodes. Like yeah. yeah. So we definitely wanted to reintroduce the conversation, even go a little deeper, especially with like our guys here. So we're gonna be talking more just about like sexual lust, like desires temptation like pornography in terms of like how to deal with that how to overcome it things that you know we all have have had questions about or even currently have questions about and just you know picking everybody's brain on like the issue from our own experiences and then also just giving some wisdom and just practical tips on how to get out of it so we're gonna get into the first question of the segment Let's you know do it. ever and then of course of this episode but so asking for a friend how do i deal with my strong sexual urges and desires especially late at night that caused me to make decisions I usually regret in the morning. Hmm. So, you know, what the culture would refer to as, um, um, uh, you know. Demon uh, time? Demon time. Right, right, right. right. The right. midnight right. hours. The, mid- the midnight hour. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Scary that hours. after 12. Yeah, yeah, never. Never, never. So, who wants to take this one? I'm I mean, asking for a friend. Let's see. I'm man. asking for a friend. We all been there. You know, the midnight hours, sometimes it gets tough. I think one of the biggest things is... Knowing your triggers is something we've talked about all the time, but like, if it's past a certain time, like, why are you on your phone scrolling through social media? Like, you you know you know what the consequences of that is going to be. Like, it all starts with a seed, so you got to prevent that seed from being planted. So, like, honestly, past a certain point, my phone is on my desk. Like, I'm not touching it. Alarms already set. I'm good. I'm like reading to wind down the day. I'm not touching my phone for us tonight. So, I mean, that's honestly one of the biggest things. No, yeah, I think that's big, especially when it comes to boundaries, because especially with this, I think. 
we have a lot of conversations when it comes to like relationships between yeah. like of course like if you're in a romantic relationship with somebody and you're dating to marry and you're trying to save yourself from marriage like <clears throat> having those boundaries of like okay like you're not going to do this you're not going to sleep in the same bed together and or like x y and z but yeah. also being intentional about having those same boundaries for yourself when it comes to like those temptations that may come like obviously at any time and so i think that's important that's the same thing that i started implementing honestly probably about a year ago right before we did help i'm horny mm. is like putting my phone down like having on do not disturb and by like you know like 11 or 12 because like sometimes i'll stay up to do like work late like i'll have it like set on my phone for like the limit on like social media so i'm not getting on like you know any social media yeah. any browser like if i'm doing anything it's like straight work and so i think that's important too but y'all got any like of those boundaries set for yourself mm. maybe like you know even subconsciously like hey like i'm not talking to these people or like x y z yeah so a big part of it is just being transparent and honest with yourself a lot of times we're just like oh, I got in this situation and I keep getting in the situation, but I'm not really analyzing why. And it's like, okay, if I know my clock or whatever hits at 12, mm -hmm. why am I up? Or if I know that, like you said, talking to a certain person, it's going to lead to me flirting with them, et cetera. Why am I doing that? So for me, like being free from pornography took the, assist the assistance of others. Um, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Eric's journey looked different from mine, but what I needed was accountability. So I had to tell other people because I knew that if I'm telling other people, that's really hard to do. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. So it was a way to stay accountable and stay in check. Then I also had Eric put passcodes on my, my phone. So I can't access a private browser. I can't go to certain websites. I can't download Twitter or Reddit or any of those social medias where you know there is like no censors whatsoever. Right. So for me, it just took being real with myself and being like, I can't do talk to this person. I can't be on the social media app. I need help. And then when I talk about it, I gave my brother the password. I tell people this all the time. So you can put restrictions on your phone. You can put restrictions and codes and everything like that. The issue is a lot of people will put the code on themselves and then it's kind of like giving the robber the key to your house, but locking the work. door. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, Run that back. Say it again. Because yeah, I tried to do that. Man. I kept falling. <laughs> kept so falling, bro. Keeping the code yourself is like giving the robber a key to your house, but locking the door. It's like, yeah, you put this countermeasure up, but at the same time, you can break it any time. Yeah. So what's the point? Because mm -hmm. it might work, and you're like, dang, this code popped up. Let me go ahead and put my phone down. Right. Okay, cool. But that next then time. Then that next time, what is just pounding. And you're like, bro, I know the code. Let me do, 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 do. Yep. But guess what? If somebody else has the code and you don't know it, what are you going to do? Now you have to go to sleep. Your phone shut off at 10. Now you're sitting there looking stupid, trying to do everything you can. <laughs> and I've been there before, trying to do everything Down you can. Bad. But it, it's like you cut off every route that you know. Yeah. And now you're left with a situation where you're forced to go to sleep, where you're forced but. to find something else to do. So just be transparent. Don't walk into a trap if you know it's a trap. So mm. fact. So fact. So fact. E? I like to say that, first of all, like we speak as men who aren't perfect, men who have gone through this, struggle with this ourselves, and that's why we want to help you guys. And first of all, know that you're not alone in this fight. This is always a constant battle because just like you, we're men, we're humans, we get temptations, urges, desires just like you, but also that you can also learn from our mistakes so that you don't continue making the same mistakes. Be better than us. Um, even my personal journey, like it wasn't until last year where I really started seeing true freedom. And even then there was only so far I could go on my own. I needed community. I needed accountability. And that's why 
I'm thankful I have these brothers here, like checking in with them bi-weekly, coming on here now once a month. That's even more accountability. Speaking to you guys, discipling other people, that's more accountability. If anything, the power is in the community. So a lot of times we don't share our testimonies. We don't really talk about what we're going through. I know that our old church, um, the way we were brought up, it was like if you were struggling, yeah, you could ask for help, but you might get preached on for the next <laughs> year or two fact, years. Bash people making jokes about you. And for me personally, that really hurt me in a lot of areas where I could have got free way sooner. But I was afraid to ask for help because I didn't want to be talked about. Because people put me in this status of perfection and they made it to where if I messed up, it was like, oh my gosh, he messed up. So now I'm going to tweak even harder because we're looking up to him. And it wasn't until last year, like when I went down to Stetson and stuff and was playing my last year of football where I got around community and I could be honest and get the help I needed. Why? Because they didn't even know me at all. And that's was really important to me. That really showed me the power of community, having accountability. So like when it comes to like these late night urges and desires, having somebody else that you are reporting to that you know, like, yo, like I'm tweaking, I need help. Or yo, like if I tweak, I got to go to them. That makes a difference because when you stop living for yourself, that's when you can really start experiencing freedom. But you can't do it alone. Hang on. Before we jump into the next phase, um, one thing he said that was really important that just sparked this um, quick search. He said, like, you're not alone in your struggles. And I wish more people really were open about the things that they struggle with. So just some crazy statistics that I looked up. Um, 68% of church-going men and over 50% of pastors view porn on a regular basis, according to this website that I just looked up. Um, it says, of young Christian adults, 18 to 24%, 76% actively search for porn. Then it said, 59% of pastors said that married men seek help for their porn use. 33% um, of women. So a lot of times women don't talk about pornography because it's a lot more taboo for a woman to be um, discussing her sexuality yeah. within the church. And it says 33% of women aged 25 and under search for porn at least once per month. And I would assume that number is a lot higher just because people aren't honest. And um, let me see. 55% of married men and 25% of married women say they watch porn at least once a month. That's people who are married. Mm. And one thing I tell people all the time is just because you get married, it doesn't fix your sexual urges. It doesn't fix your problems with lust. But you're not alone in your struggle. The issue is it thrives in the dark. So if you're not seeking help outside, like if you could have beat it by yourself, you would have already. already. Mm -hmm. That's a fact right there. That's a fact. That's a fact. But yeah, kind of going back to what E said when it comes to like the community. And that was a big thing for me, honestly, because I think when it comes to even when you're dealing with a lot of like heavy sexual temptations and or desires and you're falling into like some lust that you're dealing with, sometimes like it's not always just like the attraction or like the feel of like or the pleasure that like it's a coincides with that like sometimes it's the deeper root to the issue of a void that you're trying to fill or something that you may be lacking in that you're trying to like use pornography or sex to kind of like fill that void in you and so like even um i've like said this story before but like last year the beginning of last year when with the passion we met john and eric for the first time there was a moment in the conference uh i can't remember who was speaking but they were essentially talking about like confession and just like being open and transparent with what you're going through. And then at the end of the sermon, she talks about how, or she at least says, okay, so we're going to sit here and we're going to say it. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Like, 
that sounds good. Like, there's no way. I thought she was kind of being rhetorical. And then she proceeds to say, okay, we're going to get in groups of, like, you know, four or five and whatnot. And we're going to, like, confess what that thing is that's been, you know, burdening you that you're not being open with yourself about or you've been, you know, very hesitant to face yourself. And I was sick. I was sick. <laughs> I, was, I was sick. No, and for context, we had left John and Eric in our original group and we didn't even really know them that well but of course like we were more yeah. acclimated with them yeah. but we left them to meet up with somebody so during that session we were sitting with some just oh, randoms randoms random some strays and so <laughs> that was even more nerve-wracking but even um after we had gotten to that circle and we had all like just confessed what we were going through and prayed over each other there was just like so much freedom and weight even in that moment for me that i felt was like lifted off of me and like a lot of things that i dealing with um, and of course, getting connected with John and Eric and just a community that we had even after that really started to get me out of what I was dealing with when it came to like dealing with like pornography and like having sex and whatnot, like, and even things I didn't even admit to like a lot of people in my inner circle at all up until that point. Um, the community was like that, that catalyst for that for me. So I think that's always important. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to go back to those statistics are kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. It reminded me of, um, Tim Ross, because he talks about, because he's been married for a long time, mm-hmm. and he he talks about how that's something he kind of struggles with here and there, like less like it's something that comes up, and he talks about how he keeps his flesh on like a short leash, a, a short leash, and how that is like the root of a lot of people's problem is that they trust themselves too much, mm-hmm. right? He talks about how he he don't even like going to the mall, and when he does go, he's like with people for the accountability, and I think that's something we gotta keep in mind, like. Don't have too much confidence in yourself in that flesh, bro, because it's weak. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep it on a short leash. You got to watch for things you got to stay away from, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought that was a good point from him. Yeah, and there was something I had in my notes that I didn't know if I was going to be able to get to. But John talked about one of the statistics was even, like, uh, married individuals, Mm -hmm. like, they deal with, like, pornography. And I think there is a misconception that I even had when I was growing up and when I was younger dealing with pornography. And that was a struggle that I was battling with is that it was like, okay, like whenever I get married and maybe if I start having sex, it's something that I'll like, you know, uh, like mature out of, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was a misconception I had. Okay. As I get older, this is kind of like something I do as a child, but like, I'll just kind of grow out of it. I'll grow out of it. I thought the same thing, bro. That's what people were telling me. Like my friends were saying the same thing. And even people who are older and whatnot, like, oh yeah, this is just like, you're just young. You're you're a teen. Like it's it's, it's normal for teen boys. So that led to that kind of misconception tied to it in my mind. But something I put down is like lust doesn't mature graduates mm. and so like Ooh, there is no that's tough there, there's no maturity in like your lust and those feelings like it's only going to graduate to new levels so it's mm. going to start at pornography and then you're going to go deeper into like obviously having sex and that right. that leads to like having sex with multiple people and like x y and z you know what I mean it never mm. just like stops where it's where it's at on mm. its own like your lust isn't going to mature itself mm. right that takes discipline that's something that you're going to have to like you know control and take, yeah. take I'm a, part um, in say something real quick then bounce to eric and then i want to say something after but when you talk about like marriage and lust one thing that i felt like the spirit told me is like how do you expect to go from hundreds to thousands of women like over years satisfying you to one Mm -hmm. like if these all of these women weren't satisfying you and jesus isn't satisfying you what makes you think that this one person is going to be able to do it Mm. that's a fact that's a fact yeah you what was I going to say? Uh, the scripture is like, put no confidence in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So like what Jordan was saying, like, the flesh can't be trusted because flesh is flesh. And the flesh is always trying to do what is opposing to the spirit. It's always that constant battle. But um, there's something else I was going to say, too. I forgot. 
Let me see if it comes back. Do you have something else that you want to yeah. about to add? So, I remember Darren, he said that, like, all of your sexual issues don't necessarily stem from sex or, mm-hmm. like, lust. Right. And that's yeah. something that the Lord revealed to me. Um, part of my testimony is, like, my identity. I grew up not understanding, like, you know, who I was, where I could gain acceptance. And so one area that I gained acceptance was through, like, trying to find it through validation from women. And so I talked to Jordan about this, and this was a similar struggle. And I'm just going to be transparent and vulnerable. I haven't talked about this on, like, any platforms ever, but, like, sexting is a thing. And so I would try and tiptoe and walk that fine line to get as close as possible in, like, you know, be like, oh, I can feel better about myself if or I'm him, I'm that guy, if I'm able to do this, that, and the other with Mm -hmm. a girl. And I wouldn't even want to be dating or trying to pursue anything with her. But as a result of me trying to fulfill my validation and, like, my self-confidence with this this thing that is not of God, it led to an addiction in a different way. And it stemmed from me wanting validation, but it translated into displaying itself as lust. And so a lot of people don't understand, like, okay, yes, you're struggling with this thing, but it might not be just this thing. Like right. you said, it could look different for each person. So it might be insecurity, validation, whatever it is, you have to do research for yourself and, and dig deep and ask God. Yeah, that's why the transparency point is key that you even mentioned earlier about being transparent with yourself and what you're going through and where it's at. Because like you said, it's going to manifest in all these like lustful like ways in our actions but the root may be completely different so you just got to kind of like get to the uh the root of everything uh did you did you find it yeah i remember it okay it's, um what you develop an appetite for or what you do while you're single you develop an appetite for mm-hmm. and that appetite must be fulfilled even once you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and so if your wife is not fulfilling the appetite you're going to go to other ways to make sure that's fulfilled. And so that's I heard hard. that. And <laughs> that's hard. That really made me like, okay, I got to start fighting this because it's like yeah. you keep watching porn, you keep doing stuff, you're mm. not going to be ready for your wife. Like they're saying, mm. like these problems don't just go away once you get married. If you don't deal with it now, you're going to struggle with it for a long time. If you don't put the necessary measures in now, you're going to keep struggling with it for a long time. If you don't yeah. get honest now, mm. you're going to be struggling with it for a long time. If you don't get transparent now, you're going to be struggling for a long time. Mm-hmm. In Revelations, it tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. Something the devil's been trying to do is make, me personally, make me feel ashamed of like what I struggle with. Look, Jesus set me free from porn, masturbation. That was like some of my two biggest struggles. But I'm here today proclaiming that because there is power in confession. There's power in transparency. And I want my testimony to help other people out there. There's people, everybody has their own vice. Everybody's dealing with something behind the scenes mm-hmm. that nobody knows about. Facts. But the thing is that if we would share our testimonies more, one, the enemy doesn't have power over what I tell. <laughs> it's not like, oh my gosh, somebody might find out. No, I just told you. Mm-hmm. And now you can get free because you see, oh my gosh, I see him doing, struggling with it. And Jesus set him free, then he could set me free. I didn't even know. Some people be like, I didn't even know you struggled with that. Yeah, right. man. That's a, yep. I'm in that same fight just like you. I'm a man just like you. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I want to talk about something too. So we were at Bible study the other day, and shout out G, shout out Garrett. He said something that was so profound to me. He said, the Bible oftentimes tells us not to do something, but it doesn't explain why. And it comes with revelation and insight and understanding as to why we don't do things. But you can learn why a lot from experiencing it. 
And so mm. whenever you hear, don't watch porn, it's always like, why? Right. And like, yes, you understand it's sexual morality. And the Bible tells us that if you look after a woman and you lust with her, um, you've already committed adultery in your heart. But porn is very detrimental to you mentally. So I'm going to read this excerpt from this one website. And it says, there is an area in your brain known as the reward center that helps form habits. It releases chemicals, including dopamine, which establish connections between actions and the perceived desirability of that action. Dopamine is known as a pleasure chemical. It creates a link between certain habits and a reward. Activities like exercise, eating, and sex all trigger reactions in this part of the brain. With pornography, however, the brain responds differently than it does with the run of the mill stimulation, like a surgery, like a sugary snack or a simple game. For most daily behaviors, the brain has an off switch that's step, that stops the release of dopamine once the craving has been satisfied. In contrast, pornography impacts the brain much like an addictive drug by triggering every increasing amounts of dopamine. Over time, the brain builds up a tolerance to the excess dopamine and requires either more access or more extreme content, or sometimes both, to achieve that same level of perceived pleasure. So to break that down simply, what that means is dopamine is a chemical in your brain that is released whenever you do something that you find pleasure in. And so you find pleasure in pornography. The issue is it doesn't stop. The dopamine that's released doesn't stop. And so you build a tolerance to it. You're like, okay, this made me happy now, but it doesn't make me as happy as it did before. Mm -hmm. So I got to keep going. That's why you start whenever you start. Like, I remember I was exposed at a young age and like, I guess you're a girl in the bikini. And that would put me on demon time. Get to the point where I'm much older, seeing a girl in a bikini doesn't do anything for me. Now you're yeah. watching more and more extreme content. And that's why people that watch porn, their brain is rewired. They start looking at women differently. They, it, it impacts their relationships. That's why they find themselves looking at things that they didn't expect themselves to watch just to yeah. finish. And it's because the way that porn works is it's just a snowball effect. It keeps balling and balling until you're not only addicted to it like a drug, but you're in a place where you never thought you would be. Yeah, it's never enough. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something I really have noticed talking about this to like several of my peers. Is a lot of people don't realize that like the why behind it. Um, I remember there was this one this one instance where I was having this conversation with this girl, and she had I'm trying to remember what had happened. She had like spilled her heart out to me about something. I don't remember. She was talking about something she struggled with, and then um, I was like, cool. So I just came out and I talked. I told her about how I, like struggle with a porn addiction or whatever. And I remember her, I remember her vividly, like, where she laughed in my face. She, she laughed that's in my crazy. She, she no, I like, can't. That's, that's nuts. That's, that's what I'm saying. Wow. And I was like, I was serious. Like, I, I was like, bro, like, this is something like. After she gave you the trauma dump? Yes, bro. Okay. So you <laughs> yes, was like, bro. okay, let me just repeat. I got to return the favor. Yeah. So I was like, it's something I really been struggling with fighting with. So I like, I spilled out my heart and she laughed in my face. She was like, Jordan, that's not that serious. Like, that's fine. Like, you're a team. Like, that's what you do. I'm mm. like, that was really an eye-opener for me. Like, I knew that, but that moment made me, like, really understand that. I don't know. Like, people really don't understand how detrimental and, like, how bad that is for you. So, I'm like, I'm really glad you brought that up for sure. Yeah, I think the for a while growing up, definitely the voices of the culture kind of had me left in a chokehold, too, when it come, came to pornography. Yeah. Because, you know, I was exposed to it really young as well. I, I was actually in fifth grade. I remember. I think I told y'all this. It was yeah. uh, I mean, it's not story. funny, but bro, <laughs> crazy story for real. Bro was on Demon Time in class, and in class. It, it was on the PS, Has the what, PSP. what, what the, PSP. The, P, the PSP. Yeah. I don't even know how he got bro, it on there. The PSP. I, have, I have no idea, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I so, bro. I, bro. I don't know how. Um, it's crazy, but from there, um, my 
of course, I guess, like, that addiction kind of, like, started, but more importantly, it was just, like, my idea around, like, what pornography was. And so, like, once I was then hearing the word of God of, like, okay, this is something you shouldn't do, it was, like, okay, now I had deeper questions of why, because everyone's telling Mm -hmm. me and I'm hearing things that are so contrary to what, you know, the truth I'm being given, like, at church or at home or even from my parents is, like, on a daily basis Mm -hmm. from my peers and even, obviously, even older adults, like, oh, yeah, like, it's just normal and that's what really got me so it wasn't even like people my age it was older individuals saying oh yeah like you're cool like you're fine and i'm like mm-hmm. oh okay but um so uh, before we get into that in terms of like why and we've kind of been touching on it really but we can go a little deeper so asking for a friend um how do i quit watching pornography if i'm stuck in this cycle repetitive habitual cycle of porn deleted browsers Private browsers. I'm a. I'm gonna give y'all some some practical steps. Um, one thing about Jesus that I love, the Bible says that he was tempted in every area yet without sin, which means that Jesus was tempted with sexual urges and he didn't fail. So he can show us how to overcome. The Bible tells us to flee from sexual morality. That's one of the one sins that you don't want to be up late fighting. If you want spiritual warfare with sexual morality, chances are you probably just need to go to sleep. Or ask the Holy Spirit for self-control. You don't even have to have self-control yourself because that's a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You can ask the Spirit for it. But when you ever look at Jesus, Jesus combated Satan with the word. I think it's in what? Matthew 4? Mm-hmm. Yes, where he was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. Every time the enemy tempted him, he had a verse backing up what he um what the enemy came at him with. And so it was interesting. Our church did a sermon and they were just explaining the benefits of reading the Bible. So they said, whenever you read the Bible one to three days a week, it was almost as if there was no impact. It was the same as not reading your Bible at all. But it said whenever you read your Bible for four more days a week, there is a spike. And so it was just listing some of the statistics. And it said that watching porn decreased 68%. And so whenever you're in your word, over 50% of what you struggle with, especially when it comes to pornography and lust, will drop. And you'll have verses that you'll be able to combat pornography with. And then the next thing would be fasting. A lot of people don't fast. And the Bible says when you fast, not if you fast. Mm. And once again, fasting, I put this on my Instagram story. So that's why I said once again, fasting is not turning off social media, deleting social media, being away from your phone. When the Bible talks about fasting, it talks about not eating food. Because whenever you kill the flesh and the flesh is suffering, every other urge is like minimal compared to that urge to hunger. And so you need to fast. Certain things only come out from prayer and fasting. And if you've been struggling with pornography for a long time and you haven't fasted, that would be a good way to exercise the fruit of the spirit of self-control. So you had mentioned the scripture in First Corinthians, flee from sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. And I uh, found another one in Second Timothy. It says flee also from youthful lust. Mm-hmm. And I like how it talks about fleeing because sometimes even like the language that we use, it's like you feel like it's, it, you got to fight it. And I don't know the the way it's it's talking about it here is like it says flee like it's zero hands like you don't want to <laughs> it's, it's, it says flee several times in the Bible so sometimes it's, it's just about when that thought comes up within like the first two seconds you gotta cast that thought out if you haven't if you haven't cast it out in that amount of time like it's it's up right so it's like it's not fighting with it it's not wrestling with it it's not dwelling on it like you gotta flee immediately in that moment so I think that's another practical tip from like how to um, stop watching porn it's like when that thought comes. You gotta cast it out. Mm-hmm. I say whatever you fill yourself up with the most, that's what's gonna come out. So like, if I'm filling myself up with things of this world, the music you listen to, if it's talking about sexual things or 
perverted things, the shows you're watching, if that's, again, sexual things or perverted things that people are around, if they're making sexual jokes and things like that, that stuff affects you. And then if you're doing that and you're never spending any time in God's word, you're not spending time in prayer, you're not worshiping, you're not fasting, you can't expect to resist temptation. You must fill yourself up with God's word because that's the weapon in this fight. If you read the was it Ephesians 6 verse 17 where it talks about the whole armor of God, the only weapon that's mentioned is the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Hmm. So that's why it's important to be on guard with that word. That's why Jesus used the word when he was fighting Satan. When he came with temptation, Jesus came back with the word. And uh, and I think in Luke, if you read like Luke 411, somewhere around there, it says that after Satan tempted him, uh, he left him and then was waiting for a more opportune time. So Satan tries to come around when you're weak and when you're low, which is why it's important to stay full of the word, to stay in community, and to stay consistent in these things. It's the consistency. You see, me, I've gone four, five, six months in the NFL because I wasn't consistent with what kept me. Mm. And so you got to be consistent. That's stay real. in the word. Stay in community. Have that accountability. Don't slack up. Oh, I'm doing good now. Put no confidence in the flesh. And then Galatians 5, 16, walk by the spirit. You'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. John 15, 5, Jesus tells you, like, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he does that produces much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If you want to produce the fruit of Jesus in your life, you must stay connected. The moment you get disconnected, that's the moment you stop producing his fruit. Self-control, discipline, patience, love, joy, peace. Those are fruits of the spirit. In order to produce those fruits in your life, you must stay connected to Jesus. And then I'm going to say one more thing, Mm -hmm. too. Just tying back to the point where, you know, you have to be real with yourself. Um, Mike Todd said something. Go ahead and cancel me. I know he's going through it right now. (laughs) Um, He said, like, the blunt is not going to put itself in your mouth. He's like, that girl is not going to cuddle up with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to force you to do it. And so I was reading Romans 6, and I've been reading in the New Living Translation lately. And it says something so crazy the way it worded it. So it says, 15 through 18, it says, Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Do you not realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteousness. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you are wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. So one thing a lot of people don't understand, when the Bible talks about slavery, slavery looked very different from American slavery. So slavery was a way to purchase yourself out of debt like you could purchase like you could buy back your debt basically through slavery and so you could choose to enter into slavery if you had like an absurd amount of debt and then you could work your way out so when paul says like you are a slave to sin that means you're choosing to be a slave to sin so this thing that you're struggling with pornography it can be a vice and it can keep you in addiction but that's something that you're still choosing to do and understanding that you have a choice is big because as a believer as a child of god you have been set free from sin and then you have to it's your choice to walk in that freedom no yeah and that's funny i was actually gonna mention that because this is something that you we've talked about before and you've touched on like really well and you just mentioned it earlier about how it's a really powerful how like it says and mentions of course in the bible that god was or jesus was tempted in every way yet he did not sin and i think sometimes when it comes to this conversation of like dealing with pornography, a lot of times, like when I'm talking to people, they just have such like a tone of defeat in their tone. 
in the sense of like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I've been dealing with this for so long. Like, it's been since I was like 10 or whatever. And like, I, I just don't know how. Like, you know what I mean? I think a part of even getting out of it, and especially for me, was even believing that like true freedom was like I could access that. And like, it was something that I could live in and like get actually f- freedom from. And so I think that's also big too when it comes to like getting free and also staying free it's like first having that mindset and that belief and that faith in god that there is like lasting freedom when it comes to my sexual temptations and my urges so of course like this is something i'll be presented with and i'll have to like deal with but it doesn't something i automatically have to fall to every single time and it talks about this um and i remember what was the episode that we did i had um how did I how did I pronounce? I said Galatians. Get, get Bro, that was bad. Did I say it like that? You said Galatians. It's <laughs> yeah. something crazy, bro. Like, it's Galatians, right? It's Galatians. Galatians, right? Yeah. I got it right. Say? <laughs> <laughs> that was no, that was crazy. I'm surprised we ain't canceled. Bro. All right, but it's in Galatians five one, and it says this: for freedom that Christ has set us free, that stand firm, so stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery Mm. and so that's definitely something that i myself have been meditating on recently and i actually wanted to find especially that that whole chapter actually because you just mentioned it when it talks about uh not uh walking by the spirit and not gratifying the desires of the flesh which is actually a really good one for everyone to like meditate on and like definitely Mm -hmm. get into your heart um and actually just study but yeah, I also wanted to mention that. So how do you... Were you going to mention something? Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah, tell people ahead. all the time, like, Galatians 5 is the go-to chapter for struggling. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite verses. That's such a hard verse because people don't understand. They'll be like, oh, I got grace because, you know, like, I fell and he forgave me, so I got God's grace. Grace is not only to cover us for our sins, but it's to keep us walking in freedom. Mm. Like, yep. what What did you say? You said... Um, Chase grace or holiness? Did you say that? Um, or would you yeah. Jackie Perry Hill? No, it was pursue holiness before sin yeah. rather than grace after. Grace One of y'all after. said that. Something yeah, yeah. crazy like I that, did. but it's just powerful because grace is meant to not only forgive us of our sins, but to walk in freedom, like I just said. So, like, people don't understand. They're like, oh, I got grace for this area, and, you know, he's forgiven me. He also has grace to get you out of that area. <laughs> <laughs> fact. you free. Fact. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. But um, you said Jackie Perry Hill. I just want to say, <laughs> is that her name? Look, I want some respect. Just in case they watching this, we want you on the podcast. Shout out, Jackie. Please, no, that's gonna get you crazy. Cut that out. Cut that out. No. So how do you? Okay, we talked about this a little bit, so we can just have one answer here. But like, how do you stay free? I want us to specifically talk about that. So I've gotten to the point to where this is something that I have found. Like, okay, I've gone, like, three weeks, yeah. a month, right? I'm on, like, this streak or whatever, you know, yeah. of not watching pornography and or going back to the things that I have dealt with or God's delivered me from. So what now? Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. What is my mindset going forward? Um, and things like that. Because I know for me, that's something that honestly took me a while to learn mm-hmm. because I would get free from a particular sin or just some type of habit in my life. And I would be presented or tempted with that again and then automatically think, oh, snap, like, am I really free? Like, mm-hmm. did I lose, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that... Um, that freedom. Yeah, that freedom that God had given me and, like, what he, like, got me out of. Um, and so that would always, like, you know, kind of leave me just, you know. I'd say we touched on it a little bit earlier about not having confidence in the flesh. But once you're doing good for, like, a certain amount of weeks or days, that confidence start to kind of build up and bubble up a little bit. And... You got to keep that from happening. You know what I mean? Because you, you can 
get very prideful like yeah bro i beat this like i'm good <laughs> like i'm straight bro and then you kind of forget about the triggers and you forget about the boundaries and you kind of step outside of them because it's like no i'm strong now i got over it and it's like nah like those boundaries have to stay there no matter you've been strong for a year two years three years five years you're married now with five kids it doesn't matter like those boundaries have to stay that confidence has to remain like um taken away from the flesh so that's one of the biggest things all the times that i've fallen back into it it's been because of that like oh i've been doing good like cool scrolling on my phone late night when i shouldn't be because i've been i've been free from porn for you know six months whatever the case may be but you gotta that's one of the biggest things for me that's always a root when i'm falling back into it Mm -hmm. yeah five kids is crazy but um (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i would say the same thing and this is something i think i actually mentioned in our last episode in our talk to me segment but I have come to just even have like non-negotiables, like daily non-negotiables in my life. And Mm -hmm. so that has definitely like helped me when it comes to like staying free. So I know there are certain things I'm doing throughout my day, whether that become come to like praying right before bed and or making sure that I'm getting in the word first thing in the morning, reading a devotional, having time where I'm like allowing myself to hear from God throughout my day or whatever that looks like. Um, that keeps me like you know in the secret place like making sure that i am like every single day walking by the spirit and i'm sticking to that and so those daily non-negotiables that i've like set for myself to make sure that i'm not allowing my flesh to even like have Mm -hmm. room to run rampant or even control my activity have definitely been big of just having that that discipline so i think that's a big part of it for me just like continue like being consistent with discipline like self-discipline with yourself and your desires and whatnot same for me, honestly. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that did help me, though, was just confessing, like, I, I, I was made free. I was set free from, like Eric said, like, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Be overcome by the blood of the Lamb in the word of your testimony. So confessing that I've been set free from sexual morality on a daily basis. Um, and just, you're, the, what's the Bible say? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So just speaking that, because yeah. like you said, you might not believe that you have freedom. Right. But if you continue professing that, then your thought process starts to change, renewing your mind. And so um, it's just important. Just because you obtain freedom doesn't mean that temptation won't come. And temptation isn't sin, but it's if you act on it. And then 1 Corinthians 10, 13 talks about how, you know, God is going to provide the way of escape. It's going to be up to us to take it. But that way of escape is always there. So even if you've been walking in freedom for a long time, you get tempted, don't feel bad. Just take the way of escape. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's hard. Did you have something? Me, I know you pulled something up. Yeah, you had me going through typing a lot of things, so I didn't forget. But um, when I would say change your mentality, mm. some somebody recently said that really stuck out to me is Jesus didn't die, come and take away our sins, and we didn't receive salvation so that we could be better. Jesus came to make us new. Mm. So old things have passed away. You're a new creature in Christ, mm. right? So a lot of times people are like, how can I stop doing what I used to do before I got saved? How can I stop doing this? Because you're thinking you're the same old person. No, Jesus made you a new creature. So you're not even the same anymore <laughs> at all. You're, like, you're not better. You're new. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, crazy. That's tough. He said, "You're not saying, better. Bro. You're new. You're new. I hope Christ, I really heard what he just said. Bro. In Christ, you're really new. You're not that. better. Christ ain't make you better. He that's made you title. new. Yeah. And you're so, better, uh, new. another mm-hmm. thing, mentality, yeah. mind, uh, and mentality shift. Holiness is not a streak. It's a lifestyle. A lot of times, you get caught up mm-hmm. in even myself. Like, all right, three months. All right, five months, six months. No, it's a lifestyle. It doesn't matter. So we take it one day at a time, and we live because it's an expectation. This is how I live. This is not me celebrating how I live because it's my lifestyle. I don't celebrate, oh, I brushed my teeth today. 
It's my lifestyle. Y'all not listening, yeah, bro. What? So, I hope they got another the thing, <laughs> bro. He said you don't celebrate brushing your teeth, bro. If it's not a big deal, you're not finna celebrate That's what it. I'm saying you don't have a, a birthday party over you brushing your teeth. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a no party Come on, man. Uh, come on. Um, you don't. You don't have a birthday party for like you knew a haircut. Jordan <laughs> <laughs> probably does though. My bad. No, for real though. You spit. Right, go, go ahead. ahead. That's crazy. No, too much on that. Go ahead. No, you spit. I I just had a that. You walked into that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's funny. You walk into a barbershop. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but go ahead. Uh, so you can't do it in your own strength. A lot of people keep trying to fight this in their own strength. That's why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. Lean on the Holy Spirit. Every day I ask the Holy Spirit to help me live for Christ. I can't do it in my own strength. Immerse yourself in community. Facts. Community is accountability. There's power in community. Can I pause you right there? Also, hold on one more, one more. Okay. Share your faith. Disciple the people. When you do that, that keeps the word alive inside of you. Mm-hmm. If I'm telling you about what God did for me, I'm not going back. If I'm talking about the word, that probably means that I have to be in my word myself so I can speak to you about the word. I'm not going to tell you something that I'm not doing myself. A lot of times we don't share our faith, and then we wonder why it feels stale. We wonder why we don't feel God's presence. You're not talking about him. You're not sharing your faith. That's why it's dead. That's why, I don't feel, that's why you don't feel nothing. But you can go ahead. That's okay, so when it comes to community, I meant to say this earlier too. Uh, I need community to understand just because their struggle isn't your struggle. Their struggle is wrong. And I saw this one TikTok of this one girl, and she had struggled with sexual morality. So she felt like she could speak on it. But she was like, if you watch porn, you're disgusting. And I'm speaking on this because I did try to have a conversation with her about it. And she continued persisting on posting that. But, like, for somebody that struggled with porn, I was like, bro, that's hurtful. Very hurtful. So it's your job as a community to be uplifting, to be understanding, and understand that the prayers of the righteous can cover a multitude of sins. And so when I I was watching her videos, and she was just like, oh, if you watch porn, you're disgusting. You're not disgusting. All of sin and falling short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Just because you struggle with pornography does not mean you're less than somebody that doesn't struggle with it. And I want you guys to really understand that. And so whenever the Bible talks about, you know, God hating a person, that's just hyperbole. Because in the Eastern context, they would use a lot of extreme language. And so she tried to twist things, and I just wasn't appreciative of that as somebody that could relate to that struggle. Because God, he he sent Jesus to die for all of us. He mm-hmm. died for us while we're yet still a sinner. So that means when you're in the act of doing, you know what I'm saying, whatever you're doing, he still died for you. Knowing how disgusting she's that person was saying, it doesn't matter. Because God died for you as a sinner, and he died for you to walk in freedom. So for the community out there, please be kind, treat them with gentleness and grace, but also bring correction if they're wrong. Don't let somebody continue to just walk in sin. A righteous man falls down seven times when he gets back up. But if he's choosing to willingly sin, there needs to be a conversation. Fact. Uh, yeah, I had a couple more stuff too. Okay. That's fire though. Because that's big. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so love is the key like loving people that's what <laughs> makes a man come back to repentance is love um but also who the son says free is free indeed god's word can return void so what god's word says is the truth regardless of how you feel or what you think we walk by faith and not by sight so god's word says it then that's the fact and then in colossians 3 verse uh colossians 3 verses 1 and 2 it says if you then been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on this earth. 
and then verse three says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. So set your minds on heavenly things. That's an intentional thing. Again, in Romans ten seventeen, it says faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of Christ. That's a continual thing. So set your minds on things above. Hear the words of Christ consistently because that's where the freedom is because who the son says free is free indeed. So instead of focusing on the problem, because whenever you focus, whatever you focus on, that's what's going to be big in your life. If you too focus on the problem and the struggle, then you're going to keep struggling. But instead, I'm going to shift my focus and set my mind on the things of God. I'm going to focus on Jesus. Now, all of a sudden, Jesus becomes bigger in my life. Now, all of a sudden, his words are flowing through my mind. I'm not thinking about the struggle because I'm so set on his word. I'm so set on him. I'm so set on who the Son sets free is free indeed. So I'm not getting moved by these thoughts in my mind. So set your mind on Jesus. Put your focus on Jesus. Stop focusing on your problems. <clears throat> what your shirt say? Nah, crazy <laughs> plug. Focus on Jesus, though. You know what I'm saying? Still the same? No, but like, plug. what happened? Peter, he, the, the inspiration for this shirt came from Peter when he was walking on water because he didn't focus on Jesus. He focused on his problems, mm-hmm. and that caused him to drown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminds me, I wanted to bring up the scripture in Acts 16. It was when Paul and Silas were in prison. And what was really powerful about this to me is like they were they were in chains, but their first response was to praise. Like they weren't focused on trying to break out of their chains. They worship and praise God, and it says that they the chains fell. So that's just a testament to what you said. Like don't focus on the problem or the chains or whatever you're in. Mm-hmm. Focus on Jesus, and then you know the rest will follow. So the rest will follow. Yeah, the rest will follow. No, that's hard. So we got two more. So a lot of what we've I guess really talked about when it applies to like pornography and just dealing with like sexual temptation in general. Uh, we'll really apply to this question as well, but this kind of will get into the conversation about soul ties a bit. Ooh. So I'm excited to hear <laughs> about it. But, uh, if y'all Asking. know, it was on John's head. Of yeah. <laughs> they tried to cancel me. Dang, they tried to cancel me. So asking for a friend, mm-hmm. how do I stop having sex? I know it goes against God's will and what he wants for my life, but I continue to fall and it's become habitual at this point. What should I do? So maybe we want to talk about soltas first. So why? So the why, right? The why. When it comes to like even like having sex, like premarital sex, of course. The why behind right. that? I don't know if you want to go into your take. I was gonna let you take it. You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all, y'all go, and then I'll explain what happened. Basically, on TikTok though, I I said that I didn't believe in the term soltas. There was a lot of good conversation that happened as a result, but uh, y'all explain soltas for those who don't know. I'll say this, the way I've always understood it is um, in the Bible or back in the day, I guess, um, the whole idea of a wedding, wedding ceremony, what, like that wasn't a thing. Like once you were married to someone, the way you consummated that marriage is when you had sex with them. Like you, the act of you having sex with them, you are now married. That, that's what that meant. Um, I think it specifically mentioned um, with Mary and Joseph and, and Matthew. Um, but, yeah, no, that it talks about how he consummated the marriage when he had sex with her. Um, so yeah, that's the way, that's the way I've always understood it. Like it's, it's, it's something that's not meant to be casual. It's not something you're supposed to do with everyone. Like you are like binding yourself to this person. Like that's marriage. Essentially. That's the way I've always understood it biblically. So yeah. And then another, another sense of like that same vein, essentially like when you have sex with someone, like you're connecting with them on like 
an emotional, a physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental level. So, like, it goes beyond just a, like, physical transaction mm-hmm. of, okay, like, we're just going to please each other for one night. That's why I don't necessarily believe in one-night stands. Because every time you have sex with someone, like, and I know it's you probably heard it before and it's a cliche, but you are essentially giving them a piece, like, of yourself. Like, um, and that's where that bond comes from and, like, the term or idea of, like, soul tied because you're tied to them on all those levels beyond it just being physical whether or not you feel it because a lot of people be like oh well I'm, I'm fine like it's not like i've taken on any of like them or who they are whether it be subconscious or conscious or something that actually manifests it is something that's like obviously like you know within you so that's why we talk people talk about like breaking soul ties um and the importance of waiting to until marriage so you only have that one person that you're giving that to right that has you've been connected to on all those levels, like physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So just another kind of yeah. idea behind what soul ties is. E. Got it. All right. Um, Jordan, while I'm talking about this, mm-hmm. can you look up the percentages of divorce rates when it comes to body counts? Yeah. And it's crazy. All right. So the term soul ties that most people usually come from, they usually take the passage from first Corinthians six, um, 12 through, was it like 18 or 20? So I'm going to just go through the passage and then kind of explain where I was coming from. Me, it was more so just like focusing on the terminology. What is the actual, what does the Bible actually say about souls? Um, in First Thessalonians, I believe it talks about how we're spirit, soul, and body. And that's very important to understand. So one thing that Mama says, that Mama Diggs, shout out Mama Diggs, that she shout got from Kenneth Hagin, I believe she says, um, we, we, we are spirit beings who live in the soul. Or we, we what? Dang, I'm spelling right now. Spirit beings. I'm a spirit live being. In the I body. have a soul and I live in a body, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just understanding that those are three different things. Mm-hmm. Like once we give our life to Christ, our spirit becomes alive unto God, but our soul needs to be renewed and it needs to be mind. Uh, our mind needs to be renewed. So your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and emotions. And so I was just saying, you know, like how are your mind and will and emotions attached? And so let's read First Corinthians 6. And it says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I'll not be dominated by anything. This is a, an important verse in general. Just because you can do something doesn't mean it's beneficial to you, like have sex. So it says, food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual mor- morality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So he's saying, like, your body is meant for food and the food is meant for the body, but both are going to be destroyed. And so you'll see later in this passage how it talks about how sexual morality is the only sin against the body. So this sin is a very different sin from all the other sins. And so it says, and God raised up the Lord and also raised us up by his power. Do you know that the, do you not know that, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. So in Genesis 2, you'll see it. And then in Matthew as well, it talks about how the two become one flesh when it becomes, when you, when you ever you get married. And it just shows how the Bible is really ahead of its time. Whenever people have sex, there's a chemical that's transaction that's released between the body. And so while I don't know what it means to become one flesh exactly, I was just saying like the word soul is never in this passage. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it says, or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is written, the two become one flesh. And it says, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. And so a lot of people will tell you, whenever you have sex with somebody, you are making a spiritual covenant, which is what marriage is. And it's so profound because whenever Jesus gets married to the church body, you understand that our marriage on earth is supposed to reflect that. And so by you marrying somebody, by having sex, um, it's damaging it's like misconstruing the image of what marriage is truly supposed to be because 
Jesus, his love is eternal for us. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. And then you're having a one night stand, like you said, that's just not how God intended us to interact. And so um, it says, but he was one of the ones flee from sexual morality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God? And so the Holy Spirit is supposed to dwell inside of our body. And if you're over here having sex with somebody that doesn't even have the Holy Spirit, it's just like, why are you defiling your temple in that way? And then it says, for you were bought with the price, so glorify God in your body. And one thing that I heard from this one sermon, this guy said is, you know, God paid for you. And then he goes into this whole story about like, yo, like there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant, paying for food, and then not tasting as good as what you expected. We went to that one spot, we got that chicken Alfredo. <laughs> so bad, bro. I knew he was yo, gonna say that. And I He's wasted so money, and I was like, man, I'm sick, bro. And then he said, it's God getting what he paid for. Mm. And I was like, ooh. Like, yeah. think about it. Jesus literally sacrificed his life for you. And then you're out here with the body that he paid for, with his own blood, mm-hmm. doing whatever you want with it. And so my whole thing was more so just about, you know, not trying to over-spiritualize things. And yeah. My understanding from it has still shifted and changed. And I don't really mind the term soul ties anymore. I was really just sparking conversation. But you weren't you weren't debating the I wasn't idea debating of the idea. I was, I was it like, being yeah. a spiritual covenant. That's where people got right. it wrong. They went OD. They were saying, yeah. like, oh, you're saying we can have sex now? Or so just because soul ties doesn't exist, that means we can have sex. First of all, it's the terminology. It's the Second term. of all, if the reason that you don't have sex is not because it's sin and it's disappoints god versus oh I, it just doesn't create all ties there needs to be another conversation of course there. Mm-hmm. but uh talk about those statistics um this isn't the one these aren't the ones i was looking for because i saw a post about it but this right. isn't that but it does say it was a study at university of utah says the highest five-year divorce divorce rates of all are associated with marrying and having 10 or more premarital sex partners mm. um, which is 33 percent and also goes on to say according to the study women who are virgins before marriage had the lowest divorce rates so as a virgin, with one to two body counts, your divorce rate is significantly lower than people that have high body counts. And then we talk about the why. Um, you're not always told that, you know, my my friend, he got in a situation where he didn't expect to have a baby. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. stories of people where the first yeah. time they have sex, they get pregnant. Yeah. STDs. STDs. Things that God didn't intend for us to have. And so there are so many reasons why you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. Yeah, yeah. I created principles in this world and when you disobey the principle there's a consequence always and whether you want to acknowledge it or not that's on you but just because it feels good or it looks good doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it is good and it also comes down to how much do you trust god god knows what's best god loves us and he wouldn't tell us anything to hurt us god wants us to be happy and live fulfilled lives like in john 10 10 jesus said the thief comes to kill still and destroy but i come that you may have life and have it till it overflows so the thief is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. He doesn't care how he does it, even if that means getting you away from God. So a lot of times you just focus on everybody else does it, or I have these urges or these desires. So just because I have these urges and desires, that means I'm supposed to act on it. No, sex isn't bad, but God created sex in marriage. That's good, bro. The devil perverted it by making you watch porn, masturbate, do sex outside of marriage, but God created sex. See, the devil can't create anything. All he can do is pervert what God already created that was good. And so once you start understanding these things, then you start understanding, okay, God's not trying to keep me from something. He's trying to get me some, get something to me, mm-hmm. something whole, something pure. A lot of y'all are dealing with depression, worried, stress, broken, 
And a lot of times, like, you're sinning against your body and it's having repercussions that you don't even realize. You just think it's normal because of the world we live in today. And it's not normal. Going through identity issues and crises and stuff like that, that's repercussions of your sin. That's repercussions. So I just yeah. pray. No, that's good. Like, essentially, something that me and Jordan just talked about recently that we, we've talked about collectively is the fact that, like, just getting to the point to where you really believe, you have to really look at yourself in the mirror to analyze where you're at with it but just understanding that god's way is better like you know what i mean even if it goes against what i may want in a particular moment right with someone else or on a weekend with anything you know what i mean just understanding and acknowledging that okay right even though it may go against like my own desires right here in this moment or what i think may be right i'm trusting in you that what you have for me on the other side of this is better than what i can give myself like what i can get in a moment what i can get from this one night stand what i can get with just going out with my friends and just doing whatever with whoever i'm trusting that waiting for the person i'm meant to be with is going to like bring that abundance that i couldn't give to myself so i love that you mentioned that and i love that we talked about that because that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people ask, and even some people in the church still don't know, like, okay, why is this something I shouldn't indulge in or partake in? So appreciate y'all for breaking that down. So that's the why, and then kind of going into the how, especially, like, with me as a person who has, like, had sex, like, um, of course, like, out, outside of marriage, premarital sex. One big thing for me was essentially, especially as someone who was, like, committed to waiting for marriage and then fell into that, I think we already talked about it before, but obviously like confessing because once you're like, you have that you're striving for holiness and you want to do it God's way and you stray away from that path. Like the shame and condemnation that comes from that is like immense and intense, especially when it's something that like you were really holding on to. And so definitely not only being real with yourself in terms of, okay, like I understand that this happened, but being real with your community and the people around you, that's the only way I got set free from that. And that's why I mentioned the, uh, the event that happened or the moment that happened at passion, because that was the first time that I opened up about it. Mm. And literally that's when the freedom started coming. So of course, getting connected with community, just about what you're struggling with and not being like ashamed because sometimes there's a certain stigma around like, Oh, like you've had sex before, especially as Christians, of course, like the idea of like this purity <laughs> culture is like, it's toxic. I and can speak to that for real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, definitely right after this. Um, yeah. It's definitely like toxic in some ways. It can make you feel as if you're a second class Christian and or mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you know, are just completely removed from the fullness of God's grace and what he has for your life. And even what comes to you in marriage because you have like fell into this or made a mistake. So definitely getting connected with community that can like like we talked about, affirm you and your identity and what God still has for you, even after like, you know, falling into that. And then also breaking soul ties a part of that is like it sounds so goofy but like completely like removing that person like outside your life like out of your life so like no more communication no more like you know even small talk or anything like that like removing whoever that individual is out of your life so that's not even a temptation or something like vomit you want to go back to um Mm. So I'm saying, yeah, I don't thought I another thing on that is a soul ties is spiritual covenant. So another thing you need to do to break a soul tie is to renounce that covenant in Jesus' name mm-hmm. and to break that contract. A lot of people don't know about that. That's where deliverance comes from. That's big. You got to break huge. that contract in Jesus' name. Right. I'm gonna um, talk about the whole church purity culture. 
um, they were kind of spoken in before, but the previous church that we went to, a big thing was like, what was it? Just abstaining from sex, being a virgin, wait until you get married to the point. So where they drilled it in us. And then people that we knew that fell in that area were preached at for three months or like, you know what I'm saying? Like pastor in the face and that's just bringing condemnation. And so it got to the point where I'm looking at people who, you know what I'm saying, fell and I'm looking at them different. And I realized that I was wrong for that. There's been people that I've talked to and I've judged and I was self-righteous. And it's kind of like what the Bible says when you have a, uh, they have a speck in their eye and I have a log in my eye. You know what I'm saying? I knew that pornography was wrong. I knew the things I was doing was wrong. Lusting after girls and whatnot. And I'm over here looking at you different because you might be walking in freedom from the fact that you have had sex, haven't had sex, but I'm over here still in my bondage judging you because you had sex. That's good, and so bro. just because you're, okay, just because, <laughs> just because you're a virgin doesn't mean you're pure. Okay, let's let's be real with that too. Can we unpack uh-huh. this? I know please? a lot of that got out of my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can we unpack this? Like what? Nah, bro, you talking? Go ahead. There's bro. levels to I'll it, bro. There's levels to this. Like I'm over here <laughs> judging you. There's level. And what I'm doing, I'm still caught up in sin. Sin is sin to God. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you because I haven't had sex. When I'm over here struggling with pornography, that's still sexual morality. And so. You can be a virgin and not be pure. You can be a virgin and still not have the standard. You can do everything else, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Get and to still the line, be a virgin. Get to the point. Get into right, the line. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I had to really learn because I was like, I've not talked to girls for that. Once I found out, I would look at them different, and I would like shut emotions off. And then I realized that's wrong. If they're a new creature in Christ and they're not caught up in that active lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? They repented. God doesn't remember that. Why should I? And especially if I'm still over here struggling, why am who am I to speak on somebody as if I'm better than them? Mm -hmm. So yeah, anything else there? We unpack that. That's good. Like I really want to unpack the whole like the idea and what purity really is and what that looks like. But that's a whole nother episode, to be honest. High key. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode. Like for real, which will be fire to it now. Yeah, we can save it for another another episode. (laughs) But that's that. Um. See, so yeah, a last one. We're going to have fun with this one, last one. But <laughs> <laughs> So asking for a friend. I'm not, this isn't me. I'm asking for a friend. For um, sure, for sure. Is it wrong to buy um, OnlyFans? What, what kind of OnlyFans is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? It could be like a Patreon. You know, there's some regular OnlyFans. An OnlyFans uh, only page. Like, is it, is, it, is it wrong for me to, you know what I mean? I'm going to drop one. It's not necessarily wrong, depending on what you're doing. It just has a negative connotation <laughs> off of it. Like, be real, bro. When you say OnlyFans, what are you thinking about? Okay. Look, but look. not all OnlyFans pages have that right. kind of stuff. Not all OnlyFans. Okay, so the same. I built the same. Nature. It's wrong. Basically, OnlyFans is porn, but you're spending your hard-earned money in your way. But what if I'm supporting, like, a local business, though? Huh? Well, that's, what, of, no, that's what people's business? argument. That's what people's argument. Like, I'm no. supporting, like, uh... A creator, you know what I mean? So okay. they can continue to live their lifestyle, maybe pay for the rent, and they may have kids. This is scripture Why not that support says, your don't church? let your good be spoken <laughs> evil of, right? What's that, E? Yeah. <laughs> so this is scripture, like, Paul says, don't let your good be spoken evil of. Like, if you know it's wrong, has a negative connotation, like, why would you do that? Fact. Why would you fight for that? Like, Fact. what Let's do you gain? A, a scriptural connotation, okay? Um, one thing I always like to joke about with my, my, my female friends, um, I ask them, I'm like, would you ever sell topics? Cause like that's a lucrative business, and there's people really out here that are spending money on that. But yeah. then I talked to one friend, and she gave a crazy good answer. She was like, "I would, but I know it would cause them to stumble. I know what they're doing with that. 
you're supporting a business that's causing other people to stumble and to fall. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you go to 1 Corinthians 8, it says, uh, verse 12, Thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it's weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, least, lest I make my brother stumble. Right? So, basically, this whole chapter in verse, uh, chapter 8, 8 through 10 is really good. It talks about, like, y'all have one episode about, like, not making your doctrine or your beliefs doctrine. It just goes into, like, the fine line of, okay, I can do this because I have the freedom to do it, but I also shouldn't do things that I have freedom to do if it's going to make my brother stumble. If you're over here doing things on OnlyFans that's causing people to go masturbate, to feed their addiction to pornography and lust, then you're causing your brother to stumble. So why would you support that business? Fact. Fact. No kizzy. I think that's all. Hey, we can zip that. <laughs> that was a bar. That's really all we needed to talk to say right there. That's a new thing, though. Yeah. You know, you got to get that. You yeah, got yeah. to address we the had church. To address you know what I mean? Yeah, as, as the body of Christ, it's yeah. a new phenomenon. We had to name I mean? drop it at least. Just yeah, just to know. get it out the way. I just yeah. wanted to, to clear one thing, the air. Yeah, one thing the enemy does is he'll try to get you to rationalize your sin. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a dangerous that place to be. Fact. You're like justifying it. Oh, well, I get forgiveness. Or, oh, why would I have these urges? Because God created me. Oh, I'm not doing it as much as I used to. Yeah, holiness is hard. No yeah. one ever said it'll be easy. Mm. That's a fact, and that's also why I bring it up because I think when it comes to people like rationalizing a lot of like their sin or things that they go through, um, that's definitely like a part of it. Even when it comes to this or things outside of it, but like you know, OnlyFans, like okay, like I maybe because I've heard people dead say that like okay, like I'm I'm just supporting them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not look I'm not actually looking on like be real, but like I'm not looking at the page. Like I'm just making sure like you know they're taken care of. They may have things they need, yeah. need to do, yeah. and or you know like all just picks. Like you know it shouldn't be nothing, nothing wrong with it. Like it's okay. They're not no completely new. I don't know hater jump, bro. If you take pictures and post them on the internet, you're not an entrepreneur. Be for real. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say it here. I don't care if I get canceled. Yeah. I don't care. Well, I'm it depends on what like ki- what kind of picture. You why take? no? Why are men or women going around? With only fans, and when they're and when they are asked what they do, they say, "Oh, I'm a content creator, bro. You are <laughs> slanging <laughs> on only fans. You that do is porn. not a job. No, you do porn. Like you are like you are you're not, not a, a content, content creator. creator Don't be real. <laughs> like, be real. Like just by definition, like literally, you're like you you do porn. Just say that. Like you're not a I understand. I can get why they don't. Whatever, but still, like yeah, that'd be getting me sometimes. Try to like, cover it up like it ain't what it is. Yeah, like it's know, not what it is. Even like, deep down, they know it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they feel like they gotta kind of cover it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a content creator. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an influencer. <laughs> oh man, Darren, I wanted to ask you. Okay, I probably should have. Okay, bro. Okay, bro. Dude, Dude, question, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I probably should have brought it before we move topics, but you said uh one of the things that you did um to like cut off the soul tie was like just cut that person completely out of your life. I'm just wondering about people who are like in relationships and they've like fallen into sexual immorality. Mm. Um even in a Christian space, like they're mm. both Christian and they kinda of fell. Like yeah. because you're you're not really gonna cut that person off, right? Right. Like, what what right, would you right. what advice would you give to someone like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I actually just saw um it's gonna sound goofy, but I actually just saw a TikTok. Um about that it was a couple that had gotten married and before they got married they had fell into like just had sex like premarital sex but they knew what the end goal was and they knew they were going to get married and it was still something they fell into um and so what they said that did so i'm glad you brought that up is the fact that sometimes people can even justify that well like i'm going to get married with them anyway like you know this is something i know i'm locked we're we're locked that's you know love of my life and whatnot but um 
what it did for them or at least the consequences of it is it like it um skewed their idea of intimacy mm. and they weren't able to enjoy a period in their relationship where intimacy wasn't physical. Mm. And uh, so that it it sounded it was like simple but it was really deep mm. and I was like mm. wow cuz of course that was something that you know they did once but they fell into and of course like essentially eventually like got out of but their intimacy was like just you know jaded in a sense and yeah. it wasn't just that pure connection of like oh us just enjoying each other's presence without that being yeah. that stumbling block Dang. there let me so, talk about that too. yeah that's yeah. deep yeah yo a, a person doesn't love you just because they have sex with you in fact yeah sure. and and if you think that sex is gonna make them change and cuff you it's not you can't change a person people aren't projects if you Throwing it open, you know what I'm saying, for a person, and they still not cuffing you, bro, there's nothing else that you can do. And so if you can screw the idea that sex is love, mm. you're going to be messed up for real. Mm. You're going to be super messed up. Yeah, No, that's a fact. No, that's fire though. I'm glad you brought that up. No, I sure. thought you were gonna say something goofy. That's why. I, 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 thought, I thought he was gonna cook, and then you <laughs> said something. I had to <laughs> say guess it. I was saying, let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. This was a crazy episode. No, this actually went crazy. You feel the me? Transparency, bro. All right, now it's gonna go crazy, bro. I'm like, how long we been going for? About one thirty. For real, the people yeah, need this one. They need. Yeah, no, nah, it's gonna be heat. I wish I had this EP when I was thirteen. Real, real spill, real spill. Fourteen, yeah. fifteen, you know. No, seriously. Hey, we're gonna so. be coming with some more vulnerable, open talks, man. Yeah, you know, this is, we set we set in the tone after the back. Yeah. You feel me? First segment, first episode of the year with the guys. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. Um, we need an outro. We, we need to figure out what we said. Cause I wanted, I want, I'm gonna do the one that we do, but I want we something need a different. different one for the yeah, for the yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. So we got, we got to figure that out, and we probably need. I don't know. We need an intro too. Mm. We'll think of something. We'll yeah. cook. Let us cook. <laughs> let us cook. <laughs> we'll you know what I mean? Let us cook. We'll yeah. Let us cook. But no, we appreciate y'all tuning in. So we coming back. You know, stay tuned. Last Friday of the month. You feel me for the rest of the year. Mm. So we appreciate y'all. Stay you. Stay real. Let's stay humble. We'll catch y'all next month. Actually. Let's go. 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 Let's go.